Hi everyone, this is Ronak from agarwalronak.com. You see automation, such an important topic. Did you know, as per Metrigy's report, 18% of global organizations have multiple UC platforms, mix of cloud, and they still have on-prem solutions. Uh, UC management and automation um, has become one of the key um, elements of, of managing uh, unified communication platforms in the complete digital workplace strategy. Why is it important to do so? To bring in efficiency, to save cost, reduce errors, increase visibility in the infrastructure for better reporting and insights, enhancing end user experiences. Today, I'll be speaking to Tim Jalen from Voss Solutions about him and discussing about, um, you know, uh, UC management and automation solutions, what's his view are, and also discussing uh, what was uh, solutions is bringing into the market as far as UC discovery, monitoring, automation, and analytics is concerned. I hope you enjoy this interview. Thank you. Yeah, hi. Hi, hi. hello, everybody. Um, so my name is Tim Jalland. I'm a solution manager at Voss, and I'm responsible for the Microsoft side of our business. And what that means is I work regularly with customers and our partners uh, really on solutions you know, around Microsoft and really helping them get the best use out of the Voss tool set. I've been at Voss for seven years. I'm based in the UK. And um, before that, I've worked with a number of technology companies. Uh, my background's really in technology. It's mostly around networking. Uh, unified communications voice uh, microsoft teams uh, so that's me all right it's good to know and what about your maybe a you know maybe a touch upon your personal life you know uh, as as you have touched on your professional life as well uh, personal life um uh, as i say i live in uh, the uk just north of london i've got my local family here i quite like the outdoors um uh, i spend a bit of time keeping fit and um, just a general interest in the technology and UC market. I do follow that from a bit of a personal perspective as well, if that helps. Yeah, no, it's perfect, actually. it's Again, it helps. I mean, personal and professional are working together, so it helps to know a person from both angles so that, you know, either professional helps you in the personal side or vice versa. That's, um, that's, they do cross over a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Between the Good to know you. Good to know you, Tim. So, Tim, in general, like, what are the because you've worked in the you know, with, especially with the Microsoft ecosystem and in the UC market, what are the potential trends that you see that you're seeing in the market today? Uh, so, if I, if I talk um, mostly around the UC space because that's where that's where we are, uh, where we operate. So, I'll, I'll talk mostly around that. Uh, I, th I think in that it's been quite interesting over the last uh, two years or so, hasn't it? And looking forward, you know, collaboration I think is king. And just being able to work flexibly, you know, whether you're inside the office or inside the organization or you're out at home, uh, you're working remotely. So just that flexibility in working and and the, the platforms and the capabilities supporting that. So chat and conferencing, you know, increasingly voice and telephony we see coming into that arena, uh, just general collaboration, document sharing and all that good side. Uh, so we really see that continuing really is the foundation for organizations as they work now and, and driving productivity through that. And I think from our side, um, 
a lot of organisations are investing in in that arena. Uh, Digitisation on our front, so that relates back to automation for day-to-day changes and common things people are working on. The analytics around that, so there's an element of AI we can talk um, on the podcast today around sort of AI and analytics inside that with the data you're collecting off those UC networks. But it's all really geared to help organisations over time, you know, really drive a superior user experience and service, keep their costs under control, keep an eye on the green and sustainability side. Um, So that's the sort of trending and what we see going on in organizations. I think with that, um, they're obviously battling a little bit with old stuff. They've got older older on-premise equipments and solutions integrated into that. So migration and transformation for the cloud to the cloud um, we also see quite a lot of work going on around that and quite a lot of work continuing over the next 12 to 18 months as well. Yeah, I knew, I, 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 when, I, when I was speaking, there were a few keywords that you touched upon which are very important today. One is definitely automation, uh, especially around digital workplace, user experience, uh, creating solutions, creating sustainable solutions. I think that's even more important now. And use of AI and, and and machine learning in whichever solution possible, especially on the software side, to bring that experience in front for the user. I think these are some of the keywords which you which you have spoken, which I I do believe. That, I mean, I do agree that you know, especially in the UC market, uh, uh, they are the you know biggest trends to, to watch out for, and obviously, it's already happening. Yeah, it, yeah, it is, isn't it? Um, I, th- I think some of those, you know, there's the user side, there's the organization side running these networks and the cost side of that. There's the green and sustainability side. It's all sort of together. Um, yeah, no, that's true. And and again, cost and sustainability right now is, is not going in parallel because if you're going for sustainable solution, these are costly solutions. But but I'm sure, you know, companies like yourselves and, and other companies are working towards um having that equal parity in terms of not, you know, maybe hurting the environment, but still able to give good solutions at, at good cost. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Great. Great. So if you can, you know, briefly describe, because you touched upon a lot of good aspects so early on. So, you know, for the you briefly describe the company that you work for and maybe what kind of solutions you're offering to the market today in the UC space. Uh, yeah, let me do that. Um, so I, I work for Boss Solutions, Uh, We're a software company. Uh, We've been in business for over 20 years. And what we do is we really provide uh, what we call digital workplace management software to help our partners and large enterprise customers really build, operate and run these unified comms collaboration networks effectively. Uh, We're global. Uh, We operate in all regions. Uh, What we aim to do is provide these organizations really with a single pane, as we call it, to look into their UC networks, you know, across the different vendors that are in that network and really get the best out of them. Uh, We work across the life cycle. uh, So we touch on topics like migration and onboarding from older platforms onto new, uh, the administration side, uh, automation. I know we've spoken a little about, uh, but automation and then analytics and insights. And so we we try and cover the the breadth of the uh, UC lifecycle. If if I can give you maybe a data point, uh, we've got around 10 million users, you know, with various partners and customers uh, under management on the VOS um, digital management software at the moment. Um, So that, yes, that's uh, VOS solutions. Right. I mean, the the 10 million number is staggering because you're all, you know, you're touching... um 
the the lives of these many people every day which means you're touching uh, the 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 way the users are doing their work productively you know because if you're uh, reducing time on the management side then users don't have to worry much about and that impacts the productivity which in turn impacts the the company they are working for so i think that's a huge number that that you have under management today yeah yeah it is yeah i think it's a reflection of how many users there are now on collaboration networks for the day to day work you know in organizations globally you know it's quite it's quite a scalable you know big big number right right and and i and i do believe i think maybe if you can touch upon i believe boss has a lot of solution offerings with service providers where where you get a lot of uh, user base is that something that uh, as you know you do with carriers uh, uh, we, yeah, we do. We've, we've got um, uh, sort of two sides, I suppose. Uh, we do work directly with some large enterprise organizations, uh, but we also work extensively with service providers where they're hosting platforms and delivering services out to uh, cust customers and, and users on those services. You know, historically, that has quite a base around the Cisco hosted collaboration uh, solution and we've got quite an install base around that uh, more recently it's been around some of the more cloud platforms so the likes of Microsoft Teams and Cisco WebEx in terms of services providers are delivering out but uh, yes we, we we do help those providers globally broadly around automation and analytics to help them run those platforms effectively yeah it's yeah it's a very good data point because a lot of I think every organization, small, medium, large, are working with carriers in some capacity or form and, and offering through a service product just makes the mm -hmm. offering more impressive. Yeah, so that's right. What are, the, what are the typical challenges that, you know, maybe some experiences or any challenges that, you know, you can talk about which which boss helps solve and like what are the value, what is the value proposition of the solution? Uh, so uh, yeah, we just talk around the digital workplace and sort of running that effectively. That's, that's ultimately where we're trying to get to. Uh, it's all around um, the words we use are automation and analytics, but it's really for speed, so you can do, do things quickly and efficiently, and also insight in terms of you know what's going on on those networks and improving those networks over time. Uh, but in terms of topic areas, we we really talk around three really. Uh, one is around uh, discovery and migration. Uh, so getting into networks, understanding what's there, moving it to the cloud or simulating in new units into that network. So discovering migration. Uh, the second one is more around administration. So we, we include self-service in that and automation. So that's really streamlining day-to-day -day processes, moves out and changes and things like that, local regional administrators. And then the third area is all around analytics and performance management. So that we tend to talk around topics like service levels, uh, user experience improvement sort of in, in that arena. Uh, so they're the three areas where we offer solutions and the value proposition. Uh, we provide a small amount of professional services really as well, just to help customers glue all that together and get the best out of the boss tool set. Right, right. No, I think again, um, you know, the, the the explanation around user experience management you speak about is is very critical. Previously, I don't think anybody thought about you know measuring user experience. They were just ticking the boxes. Mm. Uh, but I think today, if, you know, with your solution, you do anal analytics and feed that data more into digital workplace strategy, and that helps executives make the right decisions, be it products or anything else. 
Uh, that yes, that's right. Um, as I say, there's the user side on this and the experience. You know, there's the IT team trying to run the network, so there's that side, and then there's some of the economics and sustainability. It's like a bit of a jigsaw putting that all together. Right, right, right. So I, I mean, I mean, that's a. I think in the digital workplace side, I think that's especially on the UC side. I think that's all what you need from any solution provider. You know, by and so in because you manage the Microsoft relationship. Uh, I mean, any um, any product innovations that you see in your solution are you is AI already in some shape form already part of strategy and how how is Boss looking to incorporate these newer innovations into the solution? Uh, yeah, it's an interesting topic and uh, probably a topic in its own right, isn't yeah. it? But uh, if I just touch on one thing here, and that that is around the insights and the analytics side side, and uh, we talk about what we call the UC footprint. Um, so we're collecting a lot of information across these networks from, uh, you know, from existing equipment, from users, from the cloud side. Uh, but it, it's all around activity and application uses and collaboration. It's just a lot of data. And yeah. at the same time, customers are really trying to um, look into that data and understand usage and adoption and things like that. You know, they're trying to rationalize and repurpose potentially um you know, some of the facilities, some of the real estate, some of the equipment in use, some of the services they're delivering out, uh, with a view really, it's a, you know, trying to get down to user experience, return on investment, sustainability again. But it, it, all that information to do all that um, insight is in that UC fingerprint, as we call it. Uh, so we're starting to use AI. You know, it's an interesting topic area, but we're starting to use AI to really help you mine and understand and sort of get inside that data and understand what's going on and get some actionable information out without having to become a data scientist or a technology expert. You know, we're providing different mechanisms to dashboard and query and, and get that in. So a business manager, for example, might want to know, you know, what's the service um, service experience been like, you know, over the last several days in this particular region or something like that they want a, an easy ability to look at that data and so that's where we see quite a lot of innovation coming through you know where we see a good element of ai playing into that um so uh, as you spoke about uh, analytics and insights uh, especially around data um I'm, I'm assuming that it's all configurable based on the customer needs or or business needs because uh, you know i if i don't know coding i don't really need to you know code to get some data right i'm sure it'll be easy customizable solution that you have um so yes all the data it is it is a flexible platform and we really try and gear this around business outcomes as we call it so we're trying to understand with a customer really what they're trying to find out about uh, the uc footprint and the particular question so it's business outcomes uh, but the platforms themselves are flexible we, we when we deploy a platform we configure that and optimize that to the particular outcomes or business requirements with a particular customer none of that uh, maybe just a point none of that is hard coded in software development or anything like that it all tends to be, uh, you know, the likes of configuration or templates and things like that. And uh, that's a part of the deployment project for us. All right. Yeah, it's, it's so important to know because a lot of these, you know, lot because of so much technological changes, I, I believe a lot of uh, the users and the business users are thinking that it should not be technologically difficult to, to use. You know, we want the data, but it should be easy. To Simple. Build. 
yeah quite intuitive and simple you don't really want to be a like i say a data scientist or a technology expert right. just to be able to understand you know you know some questions related to your business outcomes for sure right 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 no it's it's good insights uh, tim thank you um but in general like even with you because i'm sure you speak to a lot of customers on your side um if if somebody is looking to measure the return on investment because you know sometimes when you invest in a solution software solution uh, you know it sh- it should drive outcome otherwise there is no point in investing in that solution so on your side like how do you you know measure the return on investment if if any company wants to invest in your solution uh, well, so the, the approach we go through is um, uh, we'll, we'll work with the company or the customer on their business outcome. So we'll do that through a discovery process. We'll understand what they're trying to achieve and then we'll help them through that build up a business case. And it tends to come down to some of the topics around automation. So we're looking for specific use cases. Uh, if I talk about automation specifically, so day to day um uh, changes within their network will be picking those out, prioritizing those, picking out the ones with best return on those, and then helping them build the business case. Uh, but when we uh, when we've got a platform in with an organization, we also run an element of what we call cost analytics in there, and uh, that's that's a probe we've got into their network, and we're collecting information related to usage, and it's around the cost consumer, so things like licensing devices capacity time spent on day-to-day activities we're sort of pulling that information together and then typically we'll pull that back into dashboards and report that back against the original business requirements that we had with the customer so we'll track that sort of demonstrate return on investment but we'll also look to trend that over time and, and, and improve that so that's an element of the cost analytics that we we typically work with on customers Right. So is, is that cost analytics part of the bundle solution or, or any would you have to buy it separately as a different license? Uh, depends on the level, really. Um, we're typically, um, well, uh, at the sort of entry level, we, we might, but we, typically we bundle that up as a project, you know, working with a customer, we'll put it into their network. Uh, aside from demonstrating return on investment in terms of the solution we're proposing, we'll also aim to streamline costs with them as well. So they can sort of release some funding to invest in, you know, forward looking platforms. Uh, it tends to be a module um, that we put inside a project um, cost up and, and, and put with the customer. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, part of my experience, you know, I work with so many customers and, and, and they fail to sometimes realize the return on investment of investing mm-hmm. in a software solution, you know, if unless you like, but Boss has that cost analytics solution and you do a thorough exercise with the customer, which is so important because a lot of the times I don't even know, you know, you would not even go to a customer where there is negative return on investment because, you know, there is no point in, um, creating a solution and I'm sure their operations is already running fine. Yeah, yeah, I think that's right. And I think that's also an important point to tie back into their business requirements as well. So we understand what they're trying to achieve. And that's part of my role. We'll build them a capability or solution or proposal behind that then. And part of that is a demonstration of business um, benefits or realization as we call it. Right, right, right. No, it's... Yeah, it's such an important topic because I, one of the uh, one of the topics when you know when I talk to a lot of executives, they come back and says, you know, why why do I have to use so many tools to do certain things? And to even today, every especially enterprises, they have 
hundreds of tools and half of them are not even been used and then you know the the customers are worried about adoption of the tools which are not giving them any value so it's you have to tread that space between adoption of of newer tools and also see if you're getting the return on investment of the on the existing tools that, uh, that's right um, but uh, uh, part of the exercise when we're, when we're deploying uh, you, you can rationalize some of the existing tool set and the fact you're not um, hopping between lots of different portals and command lines and maybe PowerShell scripts is quite a favorite all that sort of arena with quite expensive I suppose technical resources the fact you can bring all that together and automate that and present that through an intuitive you know single portal really streamlines a lot of stuff and takes cost out for organizations yeah it's it's so important today oh very good uh i i mean i i do believe you know we have a good understanding of you know what what you do and but as far as boss is concerned like how do you differentiate from your competitors because i'm sure there would be you know different software companies trying to tap the same space because you know it's there is a huge potential there Oh, there is, yeah, and I always think markets without competitors are a little, a little odd. Any, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, in terms of Voss, I, th I think we're one of the few companies offering a complete lifecycle of tools. So we do aim to provide a complete one house for your management tool set for your digital workplace, all the way from onboarding and migration discovery through to admin automation and the analytics side. So across the uh, we've, we've got confidence in our solutions. We've got strategic partnerships, obviously, through some of our heritage with Cisco and the install base around that uh, that we talked about earlier on. Uh, but we're also a key partner with um, Microsoft. We're what we call ESIF enabled. So what that means is that they've done business with us. They've um, partnered with us to do uh, work to help organizations to move Microsoft Teams. So we're a strategic partner on their side. So you should have confidence in our solution set. Uh, we do work towards business outcomes. I think we mentioned that, you know, we're not just technology. We try and understand the customer and what, what the customer is trying to do and sort of orientate our, our solution set around that. Uh, and we're, we're global. Uh, so we've got a global organization, a global um, structure, uh, but we have got local, local representation in all regions. And that really helps with local customer engagement, sort of understanding business problems and things like that. And so I think that's if you ask me, how do I di how do we differentiate and set ourselves apart a little? Is it, it that's the sort of main points? Yeah. Um, but we have we have got some nice technology as well, uh, Ronak, yeah. <laughs> you know, to help you run your UC network. So there's a, there's a bit of that in there as well. Yeah. No, I mean I would I am privy to to Voss technology side. I mean I can definitely say that. Um, at least in my experience, um, in the market, Voss is definitely being used more than any other solution mm -hmm. out there all because of you know the advancements in 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 so many avenues and and also you're looking to uh evolve your product and also keep the costs down and also make it you know you easy uh, or you know maybe f i'm trying to think of a word it's called user-friendly user-friendly uh, software and so i think that i think that all um oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, I think that's that's a good uh, differentiation, at least in the market uh, yeah. that I see.
No, I think in a again from a solution perspective, because I'm sure more and more it's cloud-based deployments that you will be doing. Uh, safety, security is one of the biggest concern of any company, especially the bigger ones. So, you know, be it data residency or, you know, companies not willing to move out of their own cloud space for any reason. So how do you, you know, keep that intact in your solution if it's a, you know, multi-geography deployments and mm. what is it that you tell your customers? Uh, yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, So we do offer the Voss solution in, in two flavors. Uh, we uh, we do offer it from the Voss cloud, so you can consume it from there, um, and that's um, a, a typical just cons consumption model. You take that and use that as you need to, uh, or if for whatever reason um, a customer's got a requirement and they want to deploy it into their private cloud, um, yeah. that, uh, we, we we do deploy solutions like that as well. So we're reasonably flexible on the uh, deployment model. Uh, in terms of um, Sort of security and privacy and compliance and like there's obviously a, a variety of internal mechanisms we use on our cloud service sort of addresses the points that you highlighted we do take um all those topic areas um as a priority when we're we're building a service and delivering it out to customers um, of course uh, but in terms of um maybe just touch a little sort of working with customers on sort of design into their private cloud um so the security part is an integral part of the design as, as we're building this uc system it's not an afterthought we include that as part of our business requirements capturing outcomes and the like and this I, I can maybe illustrate that with a few examples the types of um topics we discuss are things like uh compliance checking and reporting uh, so that's a little on the analytics side. If you've got uh, users in a customer connecting onto their network, they want to make sure what's connecting in is compliant. Right. So topics like that we address. Uh, Standardisation, you know, with some flexibility uh, helps, you know, in terms of what uh, what's being deployed out to users. Uh, the automation, you know, versus a lot of manual touch points, you know, taking human errors, you know, quite a lot of security breaches are human errors and something's been misconfigured. We use the automation to try and take a lot of that out. And then, um, you know, sort of back to analytics again, I suppose, uh, you have got the data there so you can see what's going on and you can look at that and mine that. And we've started to build some nice dashboards for what I might call odd usage pat patterns. You know, if you've got a lot of odd usage or a lot of calls coming into a number with you know, zero time on them or, you know, try they're trying to get into some contact center or whatever, that's that's in the data really it's a case of trying to analyze and get to that so uh, i hope that helps that's you know just some of the topic areas we talk about when we're working with customers and deploying a, a solution in their in their private cloud yeah i mean it's such an important topic because you know we talk about private cloud a lot but customers themselves are moving to a cloud like a public cloud solutions be team zoom and then integrating that that back into private cloud and maybe a yeah. hybrid solution and yeah i think safety is security especially security privacy and compliance has become you know especially in these complicated environments and you just want to keep the cost down and make it user friendly and you know keeping that in balance with all of that is is so much crucial these days yeah, it, yeah, it's an interesting balance, isn't it? And again, um, you'll you'll find various platforms have certain security topics inside them, but the gaps between the platforms and trying to get a view across all the platforms, you know, we think is important. So you've got you know a single in, holistic view as to uh, you know what's on that on that service. Yeah.
Yeah, no, it's it's so much important, especially these days now, this this topic. Yeah. Okay. Now, I, I mean, I think we've spoken a lot about uh, the solution, the capabilities, but, you know, if, if you were, you know, one of those customers and like, how would you as a customer, like, you know, because you work for WAS, uh, what advice would you give to customers who are seeking for these kind of solutions? Like, why should they come and choose, you know, WAS? Um, so I think uh, in terms of, uh, well, I just talk maybe a little around sort of approach and, um, you know, where we give advice on building out UC networks. I mean, it's quite a wide topic, so yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe try and catch a few points uh, on here and talk a little, little around the, the approach we use. Um, so that's really, you know, the first piece of that really is to um, do what we call a, an audit or discovery process. Right. So, so you really understand, you know, what's in the UC network right now and where you're starting from. You know, a lot of organizations are transforming and moving to Teams and the cloud and the like. They're rationalizing older platforms. So just understanding the start point, we think, is, you know, a good place to start. And, and then it's really around defining where you're trying to get to and why. And so it's around business outcomes, again, and use cases and things like that. Uh, but what that's probably one area we'd say start um sort of a step along from that is we try and build options you know into the proposal so you know the customer's got some deployment options you know relating to things like timing and cost sort of capability uh we we tend not to do any big bang right. migrate or cutovers and things like that we try and phase things and reduce the risk as we're deploying into a uc network uh the um i think the insight and the analytics is an interesting view point and yeah. you know just having that single pane to really understand and measure sort of where you are and what's going on you know we find a lot of organizations as they're doing these transformation programs to put voice into teams recently for example they're on quite a long project and um they get midway yeah. and they've got a set of users on the existing system and a set of users <laughs> on the on the new system and they've not really got a window to understand quite what's where and everything gets yeah. a bit disjoint and that tends to sort projects off. So having good insight reporting and analytics. And then I think the final thing that maybe comes to mind is um, just a good level of automation. And we use that to remove stagnant stagnation, as we call it, you know, where projects have got stuff or things aren't happening. And that might be due to uh, lack of resources or there's just a lot of data to lift and transform or there's a cost budget issue or these things run a long while. So maybe it's just fatigue or delays on, on a migration project right. or something like that or risk management. So we try and put automation in the middle of that really to accelerate that process and take the errors out. So um that's that in, in terms of getting into a UC network and taking it to the cloud and just generally improving it over time they're, they're the sort of things we have in our mind when we're going about that right right now if you know if, if I may summarize it because these are so important points that you spoke about which usually customers don't realize but you know if 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 it's an organization and if first of all especially the enterprises they don't even know what they have in the UC side. You know, they 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 are globally, and half of the inventory is not even discovered. Uh, I think a lot of the inventory they don't even know the usage of of it. So I think yeah. discovering you know what you said using was, and then obviously monitoring their heterogeneous environments because some of these customers have all kinds of UC platforms inbuilt. That's right. That's right. Yes. So, uh, so just having yeah, just having a window into that to really 
yeah. see what's going on. So, yeah, really, really crucial. Yeah, and then obviously, if you're able to discover and monitor, then why not automate? Because you know, by by discovering, you've almost identified what kind of use cases you want, and most of them would already be automatable out of the box using Voss. That's right. That's right. Right, and then obviously, uh, migration is is the big area that that uh, that's there today. Uh, you know, most customers are already moving to cloud, and you know, obviously, will move to cloud in the next two, three, five, you know, four, five years. So, using yeah. Wasp Migrate would again uh, ease the migration and uh, reduce the errors, human errors. Yeah, uh, we do some interesting gap analysis on that migration. Uh, so once we've done the discovery, we understand what's deployed currently, and then we're trying to move that to a cloud platform. Let's say Microsoft Teams. Yeah. We can do that gap analysis to pick out the, you know, where there might be some issues or special attention needed to transform and move a service on, onto the cloud. Yeah. Uh, so that all helps with pre-planning and risk reduction. And ultimately, it means you get through that project quicker. Right, right. And also, I, I would think that uh, license optimization or that cost module will also come in here because especially moving to cloud platforms now and you know all most most users are okay with using a soft phone so you don't need a hard phone and or maybe you don't even need a license for that user because they're okay calling internally so you may end up saving some some license cost there uh, that yeah that's right i mean understanding what what users are deployed and we find a lot of uh, what we call old configuration on pbx systems so a lot of users on there or devices on there that are no longer in use we call them ghost devices um so understanding what's deployed and if it's in use or not and then what's really required when we migrate it you know we tend to do a lot of streamlining through that with it with the usage analysis right i know it's 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 so great insights uh tim today um, so I think we spoke about, uh, I mean, especially you on the WAS you know, side spoke about uh, unified communications and digital workplace, but are you also looking uh, or are you already doing contact center solutions as well in, in WAS or monitoring? Oh. or? Uh, we Yeah, we do. Um, it tends to be a little bit more custom on the contact center side. Um, in, in terms of specific to each customer as we come across that. But we do do automation in parts of contact center for regular changes. So, for example, um, onboarding and offboarding agents and things like that, uh, that sort of topic area. And we also do a level of analytics around, again, usage and call flows and things like that. Right, right. No, it's the, I mean, I, I would think WAS has, you know, one stop shop or complete solution for entire digital workplace as well as contact center because of the capability that you have today. Interestingly, I think there's a good you know, blend of the UC side and the CC or contact side starting to come together. Yeah. Or have been coming together over time. You know, so I see that more becoming a single space over time as it's, traditionally it tends to be quite separate. Yeah, no, that's that's so important. And that's why I think this is, I would think, one of the differentiators that that was has because um, not every automation company who is doing UC automation is capable to do contact center automation or do something with the contact center, which you do today. Great. Uh, I, I mean, I, I hope I didn't bore you with so many questions, but uh, <laughs> any, any, no, no, sorry, sorry. No, no, it's, no, it's a good, no, no, good. Um, that's an interesting conversation and I find it a really interesting topic uh, area. So yeah, interested to talk to you about it. And any any case study that you may have that you want to share that 
can you know just amplify what you said uh, throughout this podcast uh yeah let me I've, i've got a couple in mind actually um maybe i'll just do both of them uh, uh briefly uh but one of them was um uh a, a little around that cost analytics so let's start there first um so this was a a a an organization with quite a lot of regional offices and the like and it sort of configured uh for office work with uh, number ranges and capacity and lines and things like that so around the voice and telephony side um so that was um that was deployed out there uh they were looking to do a essentially an audit on what they'd got but also with a mind to streamlining cost a little bit again to release funding they were they were coming to the end of some telecom telecom pro, um, contracts okay. so they were looking to get information to help them renegotiate those contracts a little bit so what we what we we, we put the cost analytics module in there we ran a project for a period of time we produced dashboarding and the like and that really helped them understand what was deployed in terms of number ranges and locations and things like that usage around all that and really what was required going forward and uh, that was quite a significant saving we were saving them around 75k per month um, okay. on, so that that was very significant so that was a little around the cost analytics side you know just to illustrate um, it's not very disruptive can can drive quite sizable savings uh, the um Uh, the other one was um I just mentioned it briefly was an organization they got a on-premise Cisco platform that they were looking to keep for a, a period of time and um but they were also partly moving some of their population up to Microsoft Teams but they wanted the flexibility to be able to host users depending on their role or persona okay on a particular platform and if users move roles have the option to move them between platforms quite easily so we we put the this was automation we put voss automate in there with a level of self service and um it really streamlined all that day to day moves as and changes so as part of the onboarding process they could pick what particular persona a user would have and we configure it onto the right platform and then at a later date if it needed moving they could change the persona would automatically move it to the other platform or back again Uh so that was just a good demonstration of um really an organization getting the best out of two platforms and using Voss as the single pane in the automation to help them manage that on a day-to-day basis. Right. Right. No it's it's you know sometimes uh, I I feel this uh, the question and case study is so important because a lot mm. of the times you have good data points but uh customers still think that you know why to even choose a solution but they don't realize they are you know losing out on a potential uh, opportunity there to save cost in some way or the other by investing in a software solution like was uh, yeah i think that's right isn't it and again it's that sort of dynamic between the user experience and the cost and the um you know service running the service side trying to keep that balanced yeah mm. yeah no it's so so crucial and i think this topic around uh, discovery monitor automation and analytics is, is so important these days yeah uh, that's you know you can't just ignore it at all no that's right right great i mean i think i just have i would just ask you one more question but but you know you know it's been great insights on you know what you know you're up to and obviously as a solution and the challenges that was is trying to solve in the market uh but it's because it's so hectic and so you know challenging job because you're looking working with enterprises and also developing your own solution like how do you manage your work life balance like what is it that keeps you motivated 
Um, oh, so that I'm not sure there's a magic recipe. Honest <laughs> <laughs> between the two, um, I mean, I think generally I always tell people to you know if you just keep things in context and, and balanced a little bit, keep an eye on both sides. Uh, they do tend to overlap a little bit. Um, uh, personally, I was trying to make a bit of time for personal things, okay. and um, yeah, personal things. I, you know, I've got some out. You know, I quite like outside. You know, walking and getting outside a little bit. You know, I've got the family. I try and keep fit a little bit, so I keep a I try and keep a bit of a balance in that um, every day. It's a little bit challenging because we support a global team, and yeah. uh, it's it's a little bit all hours. But yeah, just trying to keep a bit of a balance. I always say is a, a good start. Yeah, it, I mean, especially after COVID, things have changed. I'm sure. Um, do you work from home or you go to office as well sometimes? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, mostly work from home, uh, but I'm down in our Reading office. Um, I, I try and get down there one or two days a week uh, just to see the team down there. So it's a little, again, a little bit of a balance on that. Right, right. I mean, I, I mean, I, I am happy that you did not ask me this question because every day I'm frustrated at home with two kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so my office is on the top of the house so it tends to be quiet up here so i have a bit of peace and quiet to uh, get on with a few things great i mean i i mean tim i would you know really appreciate uh, you taking out time and you know explaining what you do bit a bit on your personal side also you know about uh boss and what boss is bringing to the market and you know i, I Really appreciate and you know thank you for for giving us giving me this time and at least I'm hoping that at least this podcast people will realize that you know we are just not stuck with that basic UC mindset now things have evolved and uh, and and that's where was is bringing its value. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I must say I enjoyed the discussion today, Rowan. Like it's it's a really interesting topic area. It's the UC space at the moment and the. Um, sort of digital management around that, sort of where that's taking us um, going forward. So, yeah, good questions and really enjoyed the conversation. I hope your viewers um, get some good information out of it. Yeah, no, of course. And and I'm sure, I, you know, I would try and um, uh, maybe share your LinkedIn profile or some way if, if, you know, if any anybody wants has any questions on WAS and so on, I think they can reach out and and then that, that way, you know, at least that the communication should flow. The idea behind this podcast was to bring out um, and talk about the solutions and bring out, you know, bring that conversation out in the public so that you know people start looking at it. And because I'm, I've seen still, um, if not customers, but the people in this UC space are still with that old mindset. And I think it's important to bring out these kind of discussions and for them to make a change. Yeah, I think so. Um, if, if anybody would like any follow up information, they yeah do share my LinkedIn profile. They can connect to me uh, through that route uh, or you can obviously get in contact with Boss Solutions through our website. That's another good route as well. Sure. Thank you. Thank you, Tim, uh, again uh, for taking your time today. OK, thanks, uh, Ronak. Yeah, pleasure. Thank you.